It's time once again for the Go-Giver Podcast, where we explore five timeless principles that will increase the profitability of your business and the joy in your life. Now, here's your host, the co-author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Hello again, I'm Bob Berg, and we have what I hope you'll find to be an interesting and value-packed show today. With self-confidence, the stage is set for great accomplishment. We'll look at that in our thought of the day. And in our interview segment, Bill Ellis introduces us to some of the amazing fighters, overcomers, and achievers from his new book, Women Who Won. That and more on today's show. I thank you for joining us. Talent is important. Character is important. People skills, common sense, the ability to persist, all are extremely important. There are many traits and characteristics such as these that lead toward and can result in a life of success and great accomplishment. All of those, however, as important as they are, will only take a person so far unless infused with a healthy dose of confidence, self-confidence. Why do I say that? Because just as without gratitude you can't possibly appreciate the many wonderful things you have in your life and thus, by definition, be happy, Without self-confidence, you can't appreciate and thus take advantage of all the wonderful traits, talents, and characteristics you possess in order to achieve or accomplish what you desire. One dictionary definition of confidence is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. Ah, there's that appreciation thing again. If you don't appreciate it, it's as good as not existing. With confidence in yourself and in all those wonderful qualities you have, you become unstoppable. I'd even go so far as to say that a person not as talented but confident in themselves is much more likely to achieve success than one who is very talented yet lacks confidence. Why? Because the person without confidence, again, often isn't even aware of the talent and other positive qualities they possess and will often give up at the first sign of struggle, defeat, or rejection. They also won't attract the confidence of others, and it will thus be more difficult for them to attain the buy-in of others on the way to achieving their goal. On the other hand, the person with confidence assumes that they will be able to navigate the rough waters that will sink so many others, even those with more natural abilities. And that confidence also makes them much more attractive to others, inspiring confidence, thus being much more likely that others will buy into them and their ideas. Now, please understand, when we say confidence, that's not to be confused with arrogance. Arrogance is confidence on steroids, and while even steroids might give an immediate boost to their user, they are dangerous and never long-lasting. A confident person, while aware of their strengths, also tend to be aware of their weaknesses. They work on them when appropriate. They mitigate them and even, when necessary, turn them into strengths. The arrogant person, on the other hand, is not aware of any such weaknesses and, as a result, will typically only go so far before being brought back down to earth, often with a loud thud. But confidence, true confidence, is king, not only helping you to achieve in and of itself, but, again, inspiring confidence and belief in you from others. In our upcoming chat with Bill Ellis, he'll share with us characteristics from some of the amazing women he features in his new book, Women Who Won. And while all of them have their own unique and individual stories, they all developed a level of confidence along the way that allowed them to accomplish great things for themselves and for the world around them. 
Back with Bill Ellis and Women Who Won right after this. Let me ask you, would you like to become objection-proof? Would you like to close sales gentler, easier, and more effectively than ever before? Would you like to never again have to discount your prices? Would you like to learn the one thing that motivates every human being to action and the only reason why people ultimately buy? Do you want to more effectively than ever before communicate the exceptional value that you provide to your customers and clients? If you answered yes to these questions, then what you want is to learn how to sell the go-giver way. If you'd like to dramatically increase your ability to influence and sell, then check out my one-hour audio program, Selling the Go-Giver Way. For more information, click the link in the show notes. Bill Ellis is a master at unlocking the fearless potential in others. A veteran of corporate brand management for more than 25 years at global beverage giant Anheuser-Busch, Bill has come to learn and deliver his true value in the past decade as a professional speaker, certified coach, and owner of a consultancy for personal and small business branding. His weekly blog, Friday's Fearless Brand, has earned a following around the world as he masterfully highlights core elements of brands, whether people, places, or organizations, that he considers to be fearless. This blog is a must-read for me personally. And it's Friday's Fearless Brand that's the foundation for Women Who Won, Stories of Courage, Confidence, Vision, and Determination, a book sparked by Bill's twin granddaughters, Abigail and Audrey, also known as the A-Team, and his wish for their future as determined, adventurous, successful women. It's his hope that this compilation of stories of amazing women from all walks of life will inspire and remind both men and women that we all can win. You can learn more about Bill at his website, brandingforresults.com, and pick up his book by visiting womenwhowon.com, where you'll also be able to watch several terrific interviews with various experts. Both of these links will be in the show notes, of course. Welcome, Bill. Hi, Bob. How are you? What an honor to be on your podcast. Well, thank you. It's great to have you with us. Now, before we get to the book, your Friday's your Friday's column upon which this book is based is called Friday's Fearless Brand. Now, the Friday part is obvious. That's when it's published. <laughs> but tell us, what do you mean by a fearless brand? A fearless brand speaks to some common traits. First of all, let me step back and, and take this in two parts. First of all, a, a brand, as I see it, is very simply this. What is your value proposition? What is your promise to the public? It has nothing to do with a logo or a color or any type of service mark. It's truly your value. A fearless brand is one that has complete understanding of what their value is and who it's relevant to, both the relevance to themselves, but also the relevance to those people that they will serve with their value. Yet it doesn't necessarily mean that they had no fear, right, or have no fear, but they've been able to work past that or and or uh, at this point as they've had that brand, it's now become fearless. What what does that really say? It's actually twofold, Bob. You're completely correct. Being a fearless brand is not at all a lack of fear. That would make us inhuman if, if that <laughs> were the case, because all of us have fear and having some fear is a, is a positive. Having too much fear is when it starts to get negative. Mm -hmm. So in this case, in this context, when I talk about a fearless brand, I'm talking about in the, in the case of personal branding, but also for companies. But today's talk, I'll focus on personal branding. 
is someone that fully understands what their capabilities are and what their limitations are and they accept them at face value so that they don't have a fear of over promising something they know they can't do and getting caught they don't have a fear of under delivering they don't have a fear of setting false expectations they know who they are they know what their value is they know what's relevant to them in the most important aspect they know what's relevant to those that they'll serve so it's a matter of consistency it's it's a matter of conviction so th the book women who won features 27 stories of very successful women who were originally again featured in your your uh, column uh, in, in the proverbial nutshell, nutshell, tell us the premise. W what do you do with each of these stories? With each of these stories, I take the time to explain the starting point for each of these women, what their life was, what they went through, how they discovered what their purpose was, how they got in touch with their passion, and take a look at all of the obstacles that met them. And as as we both know, I believe it's fair to say that all of us have roadblocks and limitations in life, but there might be a few more in, in the path for women. So each of these women got to the point of understanding their purpose, tapping into their passion, finding their skill, and achieving what they had set out to do against all odds. So let's take a few examples. Uh, and these stories are so great. And uh, I want to discuss them. Perhaps point out, let, let's point out the, some of the key characteristics, Bill, that made them successful and, and qualify them as, as a fearless brand. Let, let's first look at Pat Summit. She came up early, uh, the, the late Pat Summit, most winning coach in, in uh, college athletics. Tell us about her. Well, first of all, she's an amazing woman and is, I, I feature her in the beginning to help to explain the concept of winning. Right, she embodied it. Right? Well, she embodied winning absolutely in, <laughs> in the arena of sports, but she embodied winning even more so as a human, as a woman, as mm. a person, because she faced a lot of challenges from her dreams. She was attempting to be a, a college basketball player and had a serious injury and wasn't able to play any longer. She ended up being an assistant coach and then became a head coach at a very young age. And she had to go through all of the trials and tribulations of coaching at a school with very little resource behind female athletics, which at that time was pretty much the case everywhere, and to bring girls, women into her program and, and build a winner. And that's exactly what she did. And against all of the odds facing her, she was not only is she the most winning female college coach in uh, college sports, she has also won the most championships. And here's an amazing fact about her, speaking of winning. As a coach, she never had a losing season record. Right. The worst she ever had was two seasons where she was 500, meaning equal wins and losses. Mm -hmm. But it was her spirit and her determination that she was going to win. And that will that she brought to her own life is what helped her to teach and mentor and coach and challenge her players to the point that they performed at such a peak level. And it was also why she was able to attract such a long-standing line of incredibly talented players to her program because of those traits. 1,098 victories in uh, 38 years as head coach at the University of Tennessee, eight national championships. Wow. Not bad. <laughs> uh, Dr. Hatat Sindhi, tell us about her. 
She is a truly amazing woman, uh, one that I've just discovered recently. And that's one of the things I love about doing this. I continue to look to find subjects. And Dr. Hyatt Cindy is one that just hit my radar several months ago. She's an incredible woman. She's Saudi Arabian. And as we all know, there are some limitations as to what their culture allows women to do and not do. In spite of that, she discovered early on that she had a tremendous passion for science and that's what she pursued. She was very fortunate to have a father who encouraged her and, and gave her blessings. She went to England and got an education. She has accomplished some things that very few women, very few men, very few people could do, but in particular, a, a female from Saudi Arabia. She's truly an incredible story. And what would you say that overarching quality of hers that allowed her to, to be this fearless brand, what would you say it was? Well, I, I don't think one word can do it, so I'll use three, because I, I, I think these three words, Bob, cover every fearless brand that I speak about and certainly cover Dr. Cindy, and that is passion, purpose, and persistence. Dr. Cindy found her passion early on, and what she wanted to do was she wanted to meld science into society to make science and humanity work together to present a better world for us. She knew that was her passion, and she, de she determined from there that her purpose was to do that through her studies and, and through, her, through her work, and it wasn't easy for her. There was the, she, the third word persistence, when she got to England, she did not speak English. Wow. She was not accepted into a school because they didn't want to take someone that spoke any, that didn't speak English, but in particular, in her case, she spoke Arabic and that didn't, that didn't help her very much. So not only did she go to study at the university level where she was very qualified intelligence wise, she also had to learn a new language in, in the process of doing that. So the persistence that she showed is also incredible. A hero to many people is, was, and still is, Dr. Maya Angelou. Tell us about her. Well, first of all, I'm always happy to speak about her because uh, as, as someone who lives in St. Louis now, I'm always very proud to say that she is born a, a St. Louisan and uh, had, had a lot of her early life influenced here in St. Louis where I live. She is an amazing woman. She has, through her life, overcome so many obstacles through challenges of being a woman, through challenges of being an African-American, through challenges of coming out of poverty. And she's come through all of that with an attitude that she has actually touched the world. The story on her, she talks about a, being a bird uncaged. I call her a brand mm -hmm. uncaged. She's a gift to the world. And, and her perspective, her quotes, her thought process of how to look at the world in a much more positive way and to take things rather than seeing all the negative. And she doesn't never, she never denies the negativity, but rather she chooses to focus on the positive side. And that is amazing to me. Now, Sarah Blakely has a, a wonderful story behind her, and she, of course, is that she's that quintessential entrepreneur, uh, one of the youngest billionaires, I think, to, uh, to you know, I, I, as I read, she was the, the youngest female self-made billionaire. And I even hate to say female billionaire. She's a billionaire who happens to be female. But she had some wonderful encouragement behind her. Her dad would ask a question of, of her and her brother every night at dinner which really 
created an environment for her success. Yes, her father at the dinner table encouraged discussion as a family, but he also encouraged provocative conversation. He would put out a premise and ask his children to speak to it so that they would start to think strategically. They would start to think through things. They would just not talk about what happened uh, at their at school that day. They would talk about what were they learning and what could they learn. They weren't talking about any local sports or any local activity. They were talking about things that were much more challenging. So from a very early age, both Sarah and her brother were challenged by her parents, both her father and, and her mother, to think, to be strategic, to look at all aspects, to look further down the road than what's right in front of you, which is very common for most youngsters and even some of us adults. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was, it was a very supportive and encouraging environment that she was raised in. My favorite question was when he would ask, what did you fail at today? Oh, isn't that amazing? It was so amazing. Who would, who would think of, of, of asking something like that other than our friend, uh, uh, another fearless brand, Andrea Waltz, who co-authored the book, Go For No, who, who says, go for no. I can't think of any other question that, you know, such at that is so counterintuitive as what did you fail at today that creates such a context for ultimate success? You know, it, it's such a powerful question because what it does is twofold. First, as I see it first, it acknowledges that you can fail and that it's okay. I mean, think about being in high school and your dad asking you what you failed at. I know I would be very cautious about saying, <laughs> well, dad, I failed at this, but it was asked in such a way that it wasn't uh, negative nor derogatory. It was, we all fail. What did you fail at? And then it was spun around to be, and what have you learned or what can you learn from, from that? that? Exactly. Oh, that's so wonderful. Now you also included your wonderful late mom, Billy. Tell us about her and the inspiration, uh, as a fearless brand that she was to you. Yeah. My mom was, uh, was an amazing woman. She did a whole lot with very little. When I decided to write this book, which was earlier this year, uh, 2017, what I wanted to do was let women and men know that fearless brands don't have to be world icons. They don't have to be legends that you can be a fearless brand. We can be a fearless brand in our own world just by taking those same traits and exhibiting them in our life. So as I thought about women that had an impact on me, certainly my mother jumped straight to the very top of the list. She had a very challenging childhood. And one of the benefits of one of the enlightening things of this for me, Bob, was speaking with my sister, Susan, who's our family historian. I learned so much more about my mom than I ever mm -hmm. knew. I thought I knew everything about her. But when I found out that her mother died when she was one year old, when I found out some of the challenges that her family went through, when I found out that by the time she was 16, she had moved from Sheridan, Louisiana, down in uh, the swamps, if you will, to New Orleans and was going to school on her own at the age of 16 in the 1940s. It was pretty amazing what, what she accomplished. And the whole point with my mom is she'll never be on, on the global stage. She'll never be known like a Maya Angelou or uh, or Sarah Blakely or, or a Pat Summit, but her accomplishments are so amazingly powerful, not just through her family, but through the people that she helped with her volunteering and with her attitude. And by, again, exhibiting those same traits of passion, purpose, and persistence. So I wanted to show that fearless brands can be 
any one of us can be a fearless brand. So uh, really quickly, I have to ask, and, and while, of course, the book speaks very highly and very respectfully of women, were you or are you in any way worried that you'll be accused of? I think the, the new term now is uh, mansplaining. <laughs> well, I certainly hope not. Uh, I'm not sure I'm the most qualified to say if I'm doing that or not. We'll see if, if women accuse me of that. I, that's not my intent no. whatsoever. You know, I've been writing this, as I mentioned earlier, for over three years, and I've written about females, I've written about males, mm -hmm. I've written about companies, companies corporations, right. organizations, countries, fictional characters. So th this book just happens to be a compilation of stories about women, and it came about because I was asked locally to do a workshop on personal branding for women in banking. And when I started to do my research on that and when I started to try to pull together the materials I was going to speak about, I referred back to my blog and all of these stories started popping out. And I said, my goodness, there's a book here and everything that these women exhibit, everything that these women have accomplished and continue to, by the way, it, it says women who won, but a lot of them are women who are winning and, and will continue to win. But it, it all had the message what, that I wanted to bring, which is you can do it. Very simply, you can do it. Bill Ellis is author of Women Who Won, Stories of Courage, Confidence, Vision, and Determination. You can grab your copy at womenwhowon.com, where you can also watch a number of terrific bonus interviews, his website, where you can find information on having Bill in to speak at your next company conference, and where you can subscribe to his Friday's Fearless Brands blog, is brandingforresults.com. And be sure to pick up a copy of this book for every woman in your life, and of course, the success principles in this book apply just as well to every man as well. Bill, many thanks, my brother. Thank you, brother Bob. I appreciate it. It's been wonderful. Main takeaway I received from Bill is that regardless of where one starts out in life, with a big enough drive and enough determination, a lot more can be accomplished than many might otherwise think possible. One can even become a fearless brand. Who are some of the people in your life this reminds you of? Please feel welcome to write to me at bobatberg.com and let me know your thoughts. We might even share your email on an upcoming program. Remember, the Go-Giver makes an excellent gift to those in your life in order to help them lead better, sell more, and touch the lives of more people in positive and significant ways. Visit thegogiver.com and check out the expanded edition of the book, as well as John David Manns and my follow-up parable, The Go-Giver Leader. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and provide a review on iTunes. Visit thegogiver.com slash reviews. I enjoy reading every review, and your review will also help others to much more easily find this show. That's all for today. The Go-Giver podcast is brought to you by thegogiver.com. Visit www.thegogiver.com and get our free special report, The Go-Giver Way, Five Principles for Creating a Culture of Excellence. That's thegogiver.com. Stop on by. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I'm Bob Berg. Make it a great day.